Alright, we're live again. Back with Mr. Brandon. Mr. Trent from Backroom Coffee Roasters. He's made it. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping in. Absolutely. Brought us some gifts, some of the espresso. Uh, looks tremendous. I mean, if it's anything like the horse, the horse was unbelievable. I think you'll really enjoy it. That's uh, one of my personal favorites. And yeah. I think you tried the uh, the cross coat and featured mm-hmm. that on the podcast. Before. We have. Those two are neck and neck, opposite ends of the roast spectrum, but equally good. I love it. I think I'll probably have to throw some in the mocha pot or something kind of small. But what were you saying about the the brewer releasing something about this? So, uh, yeah, our espresso is going to be uh, used locally in Zaftig Brewing. Um, so Zaftig, based out of Worthington, they are going to be doing the short-run Old Rugger, Russian Imperial Stout, and also the Bamalan, uh Breakfast Stout. And actually, it's such a limited production, they're doing watery oh, wow. to get a batch. So I would highly suggest going to their website and seeing if you can get your tickets, because it's going to be exceptional. Yeah, local coffee, local beer. Go get some. It's the good stuff. But yeah, I'm very excited to try that out. Everything we've had from you has been outstanding. So. Glad to hear it. Yeah. We'll keep drinking it. We'll make more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, have you seen the website? Are you... I just saw it for the yeah. first time today, and it uh, looks spectacular. Yeah. Excited to get that ball rolling just in time for the holidays. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so you can get everything from Backroom on there. So go hit up Coffee Club Ohio and get your Backroom products now. Um, is there anything that's when you started roasting coffee, like what was the motivation? So Backroom started literally in the back room of the Trek Bicycle Store in Upper Arlington in 2010. And uh, there was some unused space in the back of the bike shop that uh, decided that uh, the the original owner was passionate about small batch, home roasted coffee, uh, home brewed beer, and bikes. And um, the beer thing wasn't going to work out in a bike shop, so he decided let's put in a roaster and a small cafe and um, try to see what we can do. So um, started delivering beans by bike using a cargo bike to downtown Columbus area businesses, and uh, it really took off from there. Um, grew into uh, backroom was sponsoring a cycling team all different disciplines from mountain biking to road cycling for a number of years getting the getting the name out there and um, eventually they moved the entire roastery operation up to Galena where we now live Uh, we were good friends with the the original owners and took it over a couple years ago when the owner took a job out in Boulder Colorado and we are so happy we did the planets lined up and uh, we're trying to take it to the next level so excited to be uh, affiliated with the uh, Coffee Regular Podcast yeah, and you guys. Absolutely. And pushing yeah. the name out there as well as uh, uh, Coffee Club Ohio. It's absolutely. Been a lot of fun. That's, that's sort of been like probably the most fun of the process, just getting to meet people, like-minded people that want to get together and yeah. spread the love and make a little cash and do a thing, you know? Absolutely. The American dream, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you also are involved in race car activities and whatnot, right? We are. So um, before acquiring Backroom, um, my background is in graphic design and advertising. And um, out of college, uh, I got into doing vehicle graphics. Um, 
locally with the uh, Ray Hall Racing uh, IndyCar program as well as Tasman Motorsports mm -hmm. doing graphics for McDonald Foresight Championship Racing. Um, back then it was what was called the CART open wheel series it was turbocharged indy cars that's sweet and um yeah so we got to see uh my graphics on the race cars on sunday and in the winter circle um fast forward a few years uh i got an opportunity to race uh, or wrap some race cars for a guy by the name of kevin bohm who is a lead engineer out at honda performance development and kevin's a four-time national uh amateur champion made the jump to professionals this year and he's sponsored by the Amazon Web Services CrowdStrike, CrowdStrike Racing Team, excuse me. Um, and they just wrapped up their, uh, it's called the TC America Series at Indianapolis Motor Speedway two weekends ago. Kevin won the last five out of seven races and took the championship home Jeez. in his rookie season. Dang, um, and sweet. We were lucky enough that he decided to have Backroom as the official coffee sponsor. Uh, they were turbocharged uh, in the cockpit with our caffeine, caffeinated of cold brew. And, um, yeah, so he made <laughs> us look good, and uh, we kept him properly fueled. Great. Congratulations, Kevin. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, so cool. We're, uh, we're trying to, to venture into, into different segments. You know, yeah. We're not your typical uh, coffee company, and uh, don't bill ourselves as such. You know, we're about uh, you know, active lifestyle. We're in mountain biking. We're into rock climbing, jiu-jitsu, yeah, uh, race cars, <laughs> motorcycles. We've sponsored motorcycle rallies. A couple weekends ago, we were out at, a, of all things, a downhill mountain bike event in Newark, Ohio, at a place Sweet. called Horns Hill, and this Horns Hill is uh, rapidly becoming a destination for mountain bikers throughout the mid-Atlantic region. They had close to 200 competitors, and everybody that tried our coffee said it was the best they've ever had. Wow. That's in Newark? In Newark. Tremendous. Yep. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Tell them about OSU. The cold room thing. Oh, yeah, so um, we are going to be involved in a um, cold brew study through the um, Food and Sciences Department over at Ohio State. Um, they are actually testing our cold brew, well, excuse me, testing our uh, Mexican Altura, which is one of our uh, medium roast single origins, mm -hmm. against 11 or 12 other uh, roasters here locally. Uh, they're going to put it in cold brew, and what they're trying to determine is what uh, chemical compounds in the cold brew appeal to people um, hmm. so I'm anxious to find out the results uh, we're yeah. going to be involved in the in the testing panel as well of course I'm going to vote ours the best naturally but, uh, because it is so I mean oh, get me involved I'll go in I'll vote <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's tremendous I mean it's really cool to start seeing science become involved with yeah. everything <laughs> yeah that's cool um so you've been an, an entrepreneur your entire life. Yes. I have. So. I have. You know, um, quite honestly, I don't make a good employee. Huh. Um, you know, I kind of have a, a kind of headstrong and um, don't take direction well. Well, except for from my, my lovely, lovely, lovely wife and uh, partner in business and crime. But mm. um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, my, my father was an entrepreneur and uh, kind of followed in his footsteps. He's the one that taught me pretty much everything I know aside from how to roast coffee sure. um, and uh, so yeah it's uh, living the dream like yeah, you said absolutely uh, you find again you're saying not necessarily the best employee I don't think I ever was either <laughs> and I'm sure <laughs> exactly it's just it great seems, minds think alike yeah it seems to be you know the like-minded thinkers on that front everyone likes their own little pirate ship in some fashion right yep, yep. Um, 
was the decal your first kind of pat like pirate like pirate ship like actual passion in business was that your first one or with the with the graphics the decals yeah um yeah yeah i mean uh, my first legitimate business i mean you know i mowed grass and did stuff like yeah, that as a sure. kid before Odd i got jobs. you know a taxable jobs sure. but uh yeah so the uh the, the graphics business is called guru graphics okay. um, started in uh, 1996 um so i've been at it for a long time and in various iterations um but it's it's nice because i'm able to see my finished product out in the, the real world yeah. on everything from food trucks to race cars uh, actually wrapped an airplane for wow. a um, uh, place called the, the Works Museum out in Newark and the airplane was a replica of a plane that a woman by the name of Jerry Mock who was a Newark native flew back in 1964 she was the first woman to successfully circumnavigate the globe she accomplished what Amelia Earhart could not and uh, she flew out of Port Columbus in a little Cessna 152 called the Spirit of Columbus, mm -hmm. landing back in Columbus, and now her actual plane is in the Smithsonian. And so uh, this group approached me to do a restoration on a salvaged plane, and it's now on display at the Works Museum, which is, is a, an affiliate of the uh, Smithsonian. So it's quite an honor. That is. That is yeah. quite an honor. That's so cool. Yeah. And a nice little piece of Columbus history as well. <laughs> it is. Not, not too many people know about it. Jerry actually wrote a book, and some of her relatives still live in the area, so it was nice to be able to, to meet them and the mayor and a couple congressmen. And, um, you know, I was kind of uh, walking in tall cotton, as they say. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, were there any jobs or experiences you had coming up that were just like, this is it, I'm done with this stuff? Yes. What's that? Uh, landscaping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> landscaping, um, gosh, uh, that was probably the most uh, physically demanding job I've ever had, and it was also probably the most uh, mentally, uh, just from a, from a fatigue standpoint and from a I'm very thankful that I'm getting an education standpoint, not to, uh, you know, throw shade on the, the landscapers of the world because, you know, there's some very, very creative people out there Absolutely. and hats off to them. I've got respect for all walks of life and professions, but um, it definitely made me think, man, there's got to be an easier way to make a buck. Yeah. So. Something, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to live someone else's dream, you know. It is. <laughs> it is. Definitely. So... Um, yeah, and then you know, once I found the coffee world, it's it's opened up a whole new it's a whole new paradigm. It yeah. really is. You know, it's it's a social lubricant, not unlike uh, you know liquor and beer, yeah. and it pairs well with them, as we said, said earlier. Um, it's my favorite form of currency, um, <laughs> and it, you know, makes friends everywhere everywhere I go. Yep. So it's it's a ton of fun. I wouldn't have met you guys if it weren't for this. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's sort of sort of the unspoken plus of coffee brings people together, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what about you, Randy? Have any jobs that were terrible that you're like, this is it? Oh yeah, man. Uh, when I was 21. I sold Kirby vacuums door to door one time. <laughs> no, that was shit. miserable. It was a bait and switch. They said it was a sales position. I got in there and it was just a sketchy van. Body had on like clipboard ties and stuff. Yeah. Like okay, we drove like 45 minutes away from where we were. And, like, okay, now you go and you door knock and here's a script. And it's like, oh, so do we even have the vacuums on here? Oh, no, 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 they order those afterwards. And so it was literally just walking from door to door to door to door knocking. Get the hell off of my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you might want to grab the vacuum. They want some vacuums or something. <laughs> yeah. 
but definitely that that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was uh, a group exercise instructor for elderly folks. Oh man. Which is whatever, but like that's fine. But just getting in, t in front of a gym, in front of tons of people and dancing and singing for an hour just isn't my, it's not my <laughs> cup of tea. Like, I don't want it. Like, so that was the weeks and months and years that I had to do that. I'm like, this has to end. We have to get out of this. Because, like, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. So You didn't look good in leg warmers? No. The, the leg warmers were not my thing. The tights, the jazzercise did not cut it for me. You know? Actually, Jane phenomenal. Fonda eat your heart out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. Um, Interestingly enough, as an aside, I was one of the first certified Johnny G spinning instructors really? in Ohio. Uh, the first gym in Columbus was over in Dublin, which is now Bridge Park. Um, it was a small private gym, and they had a room that was about the size of a large closet that they somehow managed to pack 22 bikes into. We were elbow to elbow, and they had two small circulating fans. And so by the end of a class, I'd probably lose about 10 pounds of water weight. Easy. Yeah. That's the best way to cut some weight right there. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. That's it's, perfect. Uh, so that was, that was fun. Yeah, so, I mean, especially with entrepreneurship, I imagine you're someone who just, you have an idea in your mind that's kind of pushing you towards, I mean, been an entrepreneur forever so like yeah. it's freedom You've, you're you like the freedom i imagine right? i do like the freedom that's probably the most appealing part of it that i'm able to dictate you know what i'm, I'm able to dictate the terms of my life really you know it's um it is what you make of it and if i want more i work harder and go out and i, I pursue it and i hopefully accomplish it and mm -hmm. if i don't i use it as a learning experience to move on to the next level mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's like kind of what we were speaking about earlier. Just kind of like, even if it doesn't pan out, you still have another skill set to kind of take with you into the next thing. Exactly. So, but yeah, just, I've always gotten along with people that, again, like have their own pirate ship. Yeah. Like you have your several pirate ships of your own variety, and so do you. So like, um, getting around like-minded people and just kind of picking their brain about it has right. always been fun, which is why we're doing this pirate ship. So. <laughs> and I always tell my, my wife, uh, I am definitely not risk averse. Um, yeah. she kind of balances me cause she's a little bit more cautious. I'm the, I'm the, the big visionary. Sure. Uh, sometimes my visions, uh, go up in flames, but, uh, you know, other times, you know, it, uh, pays it works off. out. It yeah. pays off. Yeah. And so it's, it's worth the risk. So. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing with business is like walking the fine line. It's like, well, let's see if it blows up. Let's see if it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, with great risk comes great reward, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, like, again, like, just even if it fails, you mm -hmm. kind of move on. You have a new skill set. Um, My what? dad had a good saying when I was growing up. He had a lot of good sayings. Um, this one was, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, you baffle them with bull. Beep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that's good, that's good. So, I'm start using that one absolutely, like that it. one and uh, a short pencil is better than a long memory <laughs> okay I love it um, I mean that's the thing like we're pre we preach consistency all the time yeah right so that's sort of just in that like folded into that fabric yeah you have to go to work every day you know it's it's uh, persistence nothing in the world will take the, pr the place of persistence you know right we were just talking about that earlier the grind Mm -hmm. What does the grind look like for you as yeah. far as being your own boss? Uh, a lot of hours. Um, you know, I still to this day um, 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to hold down two jobs mm -hmm. in addition to being a full-time father mm -hmm. and uh, a full-time husband as much as I can be. Um, I'm blessed to have my businesses where I live, so a lot of my business comes to me aside from us, uh, you know, delivering our coffee to the various restaurants and stockists, groceries, whatnot around town. But uh, the day typically starts around 3.30 a.m. Uh, you know, I have my coffee... Uh, try to get a workout in when I can. I, I'd be lying if I said I did it every day because I just <laughs> don't have the time. My, my list of to-dos is so long. Um, but typically the grind lasts until 9, 10 o'clock at night. You know, I'll, I'll eat when I can. If uh, This week, for instance, this has been our largest week in the history of backroom coffee by probably 50%. We're, Beautiful. Uh, the, the, again, the planet's lined up and... Uh, I might have gotten six hours of sleep in the past 72, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, we're uh, we're making new accounts every day, and I'm I haven't never had more fun than I'm having right now. So getting at the right the right fuel for no sleep. Getting the right fuel, yeah. I mean, I might have a couple <laughs> ulcers from all this cold brew I've been drinking, and the crash is hard. Yeah, modern science. Modern but, science uh, is cool. And now on top of that, the the uh, Coffee Club Ohio website just launched, so yep. it's going to take us into a, a yet another dimension. Yeah, I'm sincerely so excited for that. Like I just yeah. can't even begin. <laughs> so I'm very excited to get other you know, other people involved with it and just see how it grows. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, what are some of the things or like hard lessons you've learned? Like what are the, like the toughest things that you learned as an entrepreneur? Toughest things that I've learned is. I've learned to be a lot more conservative in my um, estimation of other people. I tended to be too trusting and too sharing sure. of information. And again, going back to my wife, she uh, she's helped keep me in check and kind sure. of she's got a little bit more skepticism when it comes to uh, approaching people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a salesman by. <laughs> by upbringing and right. so I, I tend to be very gregarious and outgoing and all that um, but sometimes it can come back to bite me absolutely um, so trying to kind of keep my cards a little bit closer to my chest I guess is one of the big lessons that I've learned yeah no yeah I've learned that in kind of a different sense like through martial arts and stuff it's like you can't just give everything to everyone right out of the gate you know just I've been burned a few times that way, so it's kind of like okay, yeah, I definitely understand the more conservative approach. Yeah, um, it just seems even <clears throat> makes your success and even failure just more meaningful that way. I feel like yeah, you know, agreed. so agreed. and then it, again taking that failure and turning it into hopefully something positive. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really look at failures as failures anymore. Um, yeah, I I used to, but now I. I look at them as a learning, you know, experience. learning experience and it's it's a building block to the next success which will take you to the next level yep and that's something that jiu-jitsu has helped me with it's like get the shit kicked out of me sometimes and then you know yeah. then i take that the next time and hopefully get the shit kicked out of me a little less sometimes <laughs> you're the hammer sometimes you're the nail absolutely and you got to be okay with both right you know yep. you gotta be okay with switching back and forth so <clears throat> hopefully more of the hammer absolutely yeah and that's the thing like pushing through and being consistent to become the hammer. Right. Because you have to, again, you're talking about it, eating shit on the front end of stuff. Yeah. Like, you're busy for a couple of years just not really having success with things. Right. And then you start to see these little pieces start to climb in and actually have 
impact right. and success, and that can start to be incremental. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know, being not not to be cliche, but you know, if you don't have a strong foundation, the house is eventually going to, going to collapse. Yep. So, yeah, that's what we've been kind of talking about. Like we're talking like the morning routines. Like we're giving ourselves a little bit of time in the morning to get our shit in order to the right. Then have a really good productive day and then turn it off whenever and then you know regroup kind of yep. so um, what do you like to do to, if if ever do you get away from do you switch it off ever do you do other things like how do you refill well, your cup like, I I, uh, it, the, I can never really 100% turn it off yeah. there's always a, a you know a, a a little soundtrack playing in the back of my mind and you know I was up at 3 a.m. this morning just brainstorming work I've got a bunch of different irons in the fire right now projects that I'm not quite ready to uh, divulge to uh, our audience but um, uh, in order to kind of separate I love to go mountain biking so mm -hmm. we're fortunate that we live pretty close to a couple real awesome uh, local mountain bike tracks up near Alum Creek. Mm -hmm. uh, we go up to uh, Mohican State Forest, Sweet. Uh, take the kids up there hiking, hocking hills. Um, another one of my passions is motorcycles. I love motorcycles. I've, I grew up racing bicycles from the time I was about 13, 14 and uh, discovered motorcycles about 8, 10 years ago and uh, just sold my dirt bike. Just kind of sad to see it go, but it was getting a little, get a long, getting a little uh, long in the tooth, so to speak. Um, but still have a street bike that I'm able to sneak out on every, every so often and decompress and call it two wheel therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Got to go for some two wheel therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. Uh, what about you? what about your decompression methods? Like, what do you do for fun? Let's put it that way. I listen to a lot of music. Okay, a whole lot of music. That's, that's your thing. Uh, okay. being a chef by trade, I'm always thinking of something to make. Even if I'm not hungry, my mind is constantly just thinking about different recipes and things like that. Um, and then also, I am a, a trained winemaker as well, so I do that in my free time too. So. Very cool. And I need some music suggestions because my playlist is I so got you. tired. <laughs> I have R and B, classical, rock, anything you need. I got right, you. Got it. Very diverse. I'm open. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's. I mean, just recently Eddie Van Halen died. I don't know if anyone. Yeah. Saw that. Just, just posted about it uh, on Facebook this yeah, morning. Yeah. That was my dude, man. Like that was. That's speaking of music. Like that was my first interest in music was like Van Halen in like 70s like kind of hair metal shit so yeah. like <laughs> remember when that girl was prom queen oh man <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like strange references from like uh like well, both like David Lee Roth and Van or um uh Sammy Hagar like their connection afterward like they both had really nice messages yeah, yeah. afterward <clears throat> so i'm a david lee roth fan me too me I, too for sure Sammy hagar he was kind of a you know he was kind of an imposter uh, yeah i get that for sure but david lee roth is where it's at yeah, in my opinion definitely. so but but I, both everyone had nice things to say after his passing so i was like okay cool they put all the animosity and weird shit aside so right. it's all good yeah top 10 music top five what would you what are you listening to right now like Songs, bands. It's got bands or groups or music, oh, whatever. Man. Uh, there's a group called Hablo Brown. It's pretty good. Um, they're an R&B group. Um, top five. A lot of Luther Vandross. A lot mm -hmm. of uh, Marvin Gaye. Um, what else is on there? You know, Hot Action Cup. Mm -hmm. Okay, a couple of songs from there. Um, been digging on a little bit of uh, Candle in the Wind. 
some Elton John a little yeah. bit. Dig just it. Just trying to switch it up a little Solid. bit. Yeah, yeah. A little head PE sometimes. Yeah. I've been kicking a lot of like James Brown and like weird kind of funk stuff lately. Just had James <laughs> Brown on the other day when we were racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jump uh, back, wanna kiss myself. <laughs> so, that's it's like tremendous uh, jujitsu, like rolling music. Like yeah. When you're rolling, you're just kind of flowing through like that. Uh, Kid Cudi, tremendous for mm-hmm. training, like just kind of like the flowiness of that, like. Uh, and then like resurfacing Van Halen again, just because yeah. like that's like the nostalgia that's pumping back up, like. Um, I'm actually gonna build a guitar because of like the Frankenstein guitar, like the red and white stripey thing. Are you a guitarist? Uh, a little bit, like here and there. I used to a lot more when I was a kid. I kind of like focused on jujitsu and businessy stuff, and kind of got away from it. But I'm kind of like wanting to refocus back into it again. Very cool. Miss Very it. Cool. So <laughs> I miss you it play a lot. Guitar? Well, I've, I have a guitar. Let's see, I got a Fender upstairs. It see, play yeah. but... Well, I've got a Paul Reed Smith sitting in my loft, and uh, we uh, we discovered a game called Rocksmith back when my son was about seven or eight. Had the PS3 and found this game Rocksmith, where uh, unlike the original Guitar Hero, Rocksmith allowed you to actually connect a real guitar to your PS3, Whoa. and That's you could sweet. learn how to play guitar. And so uh, our neighbor at the time, we... Uh, lived in Westerville and he was taking upright bass lessons but he picked up a uh, bass guitar and so he would practice on the bass and I would practice on the lead guitar well you know life and responsibilities kind of get in the way and I Mm -hmm. started uh, collecting dust and he ended up uh, uh, joining a band called 80 hour work week it's a bunch of him he's an anesthesiologist up at Riverside he and a bunch of his fellow doctors who work 80 hours a week they started this band and now they're playing the, the local circuit and they're good they're a really good cover band that's tremendous and so they get all these wild nurses up there you know throwing their bras and, and, and <laughs> scrubs and, and stuff scrubs and that's stuff. hilarious yeah. oddly enough he's not married anymore but uh, anyway that's another yeah. story <laughs> rearrange some priorities um, that's hilarious but yeah like We'll, we'll soon have the coffee club quartet going. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I can I can sing, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The instruments. I you know I can play air guitar and uh, <laughs> maybe the table drum. But other than that, mm-hmm. no, yeah, like music has always been like a strange kind of like underlying thing in my life. Like oh, yeah. I was I played guitar, played clarinet in band in middle school, did choir in high school, and like again guitar and stuff like that. And I've always liked music, so like, but. It's always been there, yeah. and I, I kind of like turned it off for a little bit to again just kind of focus everything inward onto like trying to grow everything and jujitsu and growing those skills so I can make it marketable and all that shit. So I had to put certain things aside. Only so many hours a day to get things done. Yeah, and like that's kind of the stuff we talk about is just going all in and putting certain things aside and like yep. really putting that focal point and like kind of relates back to like the eating shit thing. It's like there's a time to be out of balance. There's a time to be very hyper-focused and put in the wee hours and burn the candles on both ends. And there's time to be family man, whatever. Like, that's part of the balance of it. You know, it's like right. putting on the different hats, being able to, like, uh, actually sort through those things and be present in each thing. Yeah. And, and not just be, you know, half-assing everything. Yeah. That's, that's something that's, I've found that I've had to really focus on is, like, don't half-ass things. Like, be present and whole in each thing. So... Definitely, definitely. That's always been a been a challenge for myself as well, because, you know, like I say, my mind's going 24 hours a day trying to think of the next uh, next conquest, and you know, 
trying to distill it down into what do I need to accomplish next. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this week it was roasting a shit ton of coffee. <laughs> and that seems to be like sort of the thing is like you do find that one consistency in there. Like, yeah, this is what this kind of equates to eventually. It's like I put in a shitload here, I get this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It starts to like turn into that. So yeah. Yeah. that's pretty cool. And then as like the business grows, like different things start coming in. Accounting, everything comes into the same umbrella. So you're learning those skills too. Yeah, definitely. So, it's a lifelong process for sure. <laughs> yeah. But again, just like you're a self-reliant person. You prefer that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, the old pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing. And yep. uh, when I started racing bicycles, one of the things that really appealed to me about the sport was you were you were in charge of your own destiny. You know, it's like running. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you failed, you had nobody but to blame but yourself if your if your equipment failed same thing you know you didn't have a team to point your finger at and said well this guy didn't do this that guy didn't do that it was all up to you and that was uh that was one of the things that i really um really i guess channeled who i am as a person now Mm um you know i've got a lot of great memories about it and a lot of uh I've lot, lot, learned a lot of life lessons as a result, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely. Yeah, just a lot of just emotional resilience and just yeah. being able to bounce back. Yep. Yep. There's, I mean, I'm a part of a generation of people that were given participation trophies for whatever, and this, and sure. it causes issues, man. Like, it really does. So, not everybody's a winner. Right. Not everyone is a winner. That's just kind of what it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, kind of like pushing past that and you got to take responsibility, man. <laughs> well, yeah, and I... Go ahead, Brandon. No, I was going to say, uh, what advice do you have for people because you're not in the everyday coffee shop, you don't have the stigma of, you know, the hipster vibe, you're so versatile. What advice would you give to people who are in a certain industry or lane that are causing disruption, but you still have the, the naysayers trying to, to come at you you're always going to have the naysayers no matter what industry you're in mm-hmm. you're always going to have the doubters and you can take constructive criticism and advice but take that with a grain of salt and follow your inner voice um, you know because your inner voice knows you better than anybody else does and gut instinct more often than not has uh, driven me and um, proven to be the correct the correct one I've got some some uh, intuition and it's kind of been honed by again my my wife helping direct me and uh, being able to take a step back but forget what the naysayers have to say and pursue your dreams you know because otherwise you're going to look back at the end of your life with regrets mm-hmm. um, I don't want to have any regrets Go big or go home. And yep. that's it, you know? Another stupid cliche. I'm going to pull them all out of Dude, the, there's, the end of this podcast. Dude, yeah, shoot there's, them all out. You don't need to hear that, though, you know? Yeah. It's well, easier they, said than done. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you're, putting, um, you're putting body to it. So, right. like, it's not just a quote you see on Instagram. You're putting an experience, an example to well, it. Well, so. and, you know, given my background, um, I was not 
a coffee expert when I we got into backroom. I loved good coffee. Uh, my wife and I were long, long time going back many years to when we were, um, you know, poor, starving, just out of college students. Mm-hmm. We used to drink eight o'clock bean, which was an old AMP brand, eight o'clock <laughs> bean dark roast, and it wasn't bad coffee, you know. Uh, fast forward a few years, then it, we graduated to Pete's. Pete's was good, still is. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of respect for their brand and what they've accomplished. You know, they kind of laid the foundations for, you know, the, along with uh, the, the big S, which I won't name here, uh, <laughs> but laid the foundations for the whole coffee, uh, you know, craft coffee industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning. I'm going to continue to learn about the coffee till the day I die, but I'm not going to try to project myself as something that I'm not. And I, I see coffee as being inclusive, not exclusive. And I think that too many of the coffee companies and coffee shops, and uh, I think there's such an air of elitism and uh, exclusion when you go into a lot of the coffee shops and they feel like, uh, you know, they look down your nose and uh, don't, you know, don't, they're doing you a favor by, by helping you right. and I don't want backroom coffee roasters to be that for anybody you know we're we're all about hanging out having a good time relaxing with a cup of coffee or maybe something a little bit stronger uh, <laughs> with our coffee in it at the Absolutely. end of the day and um, you know that's that's what that's what I see coffee as being about yeah the inclusivity the togetherness yeah. absolutely there's culture there you know <clears throat> I have a background of the jiu-jitsu mats being basically the penny university, many different ideas and diverse backgrounds coming together and exchanging ideas. Mm-hmm. Coffee uh, coffee shops kind of lost that recently. That's what they really were. Right. It's like the penny university. You come in, have a cup of coffee, you talk to whomever. Exchange just, ideas. Yeah, exchange despite background. class, despite yeah. whatever. So um, kind of reinvigorating that idea, <clears throat> you know, bringing Absolutely. more people together. That's what it's about. So that's what the podcast is about. It's what coffee's about. It's what it's all about. You know, what it's all about. The coffee club. It's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, this is these are gyms here to hear that perspective from somebody else that's not yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. with the product that you enjoy so much, you get to hear what goes into you know every roast, every can of of, of cold brew, every event that you do. So and appreciate the insight. Absolutely, absolutely, Brandon. You know, it's. Um, Every day, my passion for the the coffee grows, and um, I've met so many cool and interesting people, such as yourselves. And um, you know, it's it's given me the avenue to form so many good and lasting relationships, and this network that I've cultivated over the past couple years. And you know, I don't see it as a business network. I see it as a, a, a network of friends. It's a community, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think of think of it as like a you know, a congregation of businesses. It's no. like it's it's Trent, it's Brandon, it's, yeah. it's us, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. and then we got our stuff that's going on and it's all working together pretty nicely, you know. And it spans across all strata of economic and, and social classes mm-hmm. and you know, it doesn't matter what your what your politics are, you know, it, it breaks down all those barriers yep. and it's it's just really, really cool. It's really special. Absolutely. That's pretty much what it's what I think society has been geared away from. Yeah. Togetherness yeah. and kind of inclusivity and stuff. Yeah. I think I think especially right now with everything that we're going through with the uh, the pandemic um, and this 
crazy uh, election cycle and who knows what the outcome of that's going to be. I think people are starving for some personal interaction and just some humanity, a human touch. Absolutely. Um, You know, one of the, probably my favorite part of the work week is being able to deliver coffee um, to our customers and have that face-to-face one-on-one time with Absolutely. them and ask them how their day's going and how you know how they're feeling and just just get to know them a little bit better. People just love not I don't want to don't want to sound egotistical, but people love it when I show up with their coffee in my hand, you know, and uh, and it gives me an opportunity to to just reinforce that relationship. Absolutely beautiful, and then. And that's sort of the thing we were talking about a little bit is I spend a lot of the week talking at people. Yeah. Then I get to come to this. I look forward to this because I get to come talk with people right. and exchange right. stuff and just kind of exchange ideas and hearing your perspective about the similar question having your perspective about a similar question uh, <coughs> eases stuff in my head and kind of just helps me, you know. So having more brain trusts and less social media interactions, you know what I mean? Like having yep. more face-to-face stuff. Actual 100% human interaction yeah we need to get back to that yep 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 human interaction and and consuming less producing more right consume less produce more you know we're all kind of producing something of our own and kind of producing our own thing as opposed to just watching tv all day or consuming whatever you know what i mean ordering something off of amazon exactly yeah that helps i've been guilty of it Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's know. life. Well, I don't know what we would do without Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. It just yeah. is. I hate going to the malls around shopping, around uh, holiday time. Um, and I love seeing the, those uh, those vans show up with uh, my, my gifts. The, the stuff. Yeah. But then there's, there is like that end of the spectrum. But then like I've loved kind of reinvigorating like the local dollar. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And keeping yeah. the dollar in like the local, like the local communities, farmers markets, uh, coffees, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, cheesecakes, everything. Like, it's. I'd much rather be like, oh yeah, I got a cheesecake guy, and then do this instead of like running to Kroger and doing the thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Or, you know, like, I got the coffee hookup. You know, I want to be uh, just having like that network of people. You know. Yep. We uh, we actually just picked up a new customer. It's called Forty Acres Market out in um, out in Centerburg. And they do pumpkins and gourds and hay rides and stuff like that. They just started carrying our coffee a couple of weeks ago, so shout out to them. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really cool. You know, you pull up and get to meet some of the the local residents, and they you know just that engagement again of having the the local local interaction is yep. is, is really really fulfilling. Yep. The like you said, like it's. When you have a little interaction between like a local vendor and a, like, a local consumer, you know you can actually feel the love and transition that way. Whereas, like again, the big S, yeah. you give them money, they're doing you a favor. Yeah, you know it's not. Right. It's a very uh, nice two-way street. And what I've come to find out is the more local interaction. I mean, Columbus, for as big of a city as it is, it's really a small town because mm-hmm. you know. Somewhere along the lines that this whole six degrees of separation thing, it's more like two degrees in my yeah. perspective. Yeah. There are so many overlapping uh, relationships between all these different people that I'm coming into contact with every day. And um, it's just so cool to see. And, you know, people, people love, especially in Columbus, they love supporting local. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge thing that's 
I've kind of always been here, like I would say, like, you know, for quite a while, but even like more so in the past probably five, six years, like it's been a yeah. massive boom. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that the the uh, effects of the pandemic have even reinforced that all the more, the farmer's markets and, mm-hmm. you know, the locally sourced, locally grown, um, you know. Yeah, just even just, again, you're looking back at <clears throat> consuming less producer, or, you know, yeah, producing more. Yeah. The media, you know, kind of fed us into like a weird mental cycle like food uncertainty weird scarcity mindsets and like it kind of makes you think about what if that did get cut off like what if like you know then it makes you uh, seek out other sources yeah it's closer to home that you might not have to rely on kroger or whatever you know right um it kind of just like reinvigorated and kind of reprioritize a lot for people so I'm, i'm happy to see the resurgence in local stuff so um that's what this is for, is to promote any type of local anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, just keeping that dollar closer to home. Right. You know? I'm tremendously excited to try this espresso blend, though. <laughs> well, it's going to be very I think, good. Uh, I, think you'll, uh, I think you'll approve, Mike. I imagine. <clears throat> Perfect. Brandon, you got any more questions? Anything? Yeah. Um, so as far as roasting-wise... Um, <clears throat> Is that something that, you know, you're super zoomed in, focused, everything is quiet, or do you have music going on in the background, do you have other stuff going on? I have to have music when I'm roasting. Um, And my tastes span everything from uh, classical piano to R&B to, you know, old Van Halen. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Um, I like a little bit of bluegrass. I like some little feet, stuff like that every now and then. Like I said, James Brown the other day, had that on. You know, my, my, uh, my tastes just, they kind of change throughout the day from light roast to dark roast and everything in between. Um, but the, the roastery is, it's loud. When the roaster's going, um, I'm kind of hard, hard of hearing as it is anyways. Um, but uh, definitely a lot of action, a lot of noise. There are a lot of people coming and going. Even though we're small, um, we've, got, we've got two employees uh, working part-time. But um, the, it's practically a revolving door with, you know, get deliveries, get the... Um, customers coming through and I like having some action mm-hmm. uh, we've got two shop dogs that uh, Rocky and Olive that are um, they were pound puppies we picked them up at a place called Pets Without Parents in Clintonville yeah. when we moved up there they were great when I was out there they yeah. awesome they're cool yeah so they uh, they welcome uh, welcome in strangers and they love to eat the coffee beans that fall on the floor um, they're both kind of uh, black lab shepherd mixes so they like their coffee black of course naturally um, and once you get a few beans into them they're wired for sound you know, they go they go nuts that's hilarious but uh, no it's it's there is a, a zen-like quality to the roasting day because uh, once you start, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, I don't like to stop until the roast is completely done. This week, we did such a large week that we roasted three days straight, um, and it was it was about 36 hours worth of roasting, and so it was a workout. Um, but being a being a, an endurance athlete growing up, I'm used to long hours, and uh, I kind of thrive on it. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, appreciate being able to have this conversation with you guys. We had a conversation earlier, but 
everybody knows the, the backroom logo and the coffee, but it's nice for people to, to know the, the mastermind behind it and how things really run. Well, so. you know, it, it, this is a great opportunity. I appreciate you guys inviting me to be on the show and um, allowing me to share a little bit of our story because, uh, you know, we're, we're gaining uh, a lot of momentum, a lot of traction here, and um, it's fun that I'm able to, to share this and get to know you guys a little bit better. I look forward to uh, the next chapter. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other announcements you'd like to make right now? Or? Um, we are going to be um, working with the Buckeye Bourbon House and the um, uh, Jesse Hubbard from Sidebar. Jesse Hubbard is a fantastic, he was actually voted top bartender in Columbus this year, um, but he is doing a um, fundraiser at the Buckeye Bourbon House on November 28th to benefit cancer, prostate cancer research. Uh, his father uh, passed away of that last year, and so uh, I'm a huge supporter of Jesse's. We've done a couple of collaborations together, um, so that's going to be coming up. Um, aside from that, we have a big project in the works that we will be unveiling uh, spring of next year. I can't say quite what it is now, but uh, it's going to be ex very, very exciting, and uh, stay tuned. Very cool, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm pumped for Coffee Club, man. Yep. I'm excited to see, like you were talking about, people are aching that raw, just community. You know, you don't have that right now. Everything mm -hmm. is political. Everything is compared, contrasted. And there's no, you know, being able to enjoy something that, you know, is, is on your time and in your own environment. You know what I mean? And yeah. you can mesh with literally any and everybody around you. So. Yeah. yeah. And there are, there are very uh, few events to be able to have these interactions. These Right. And even if they do have one, it has to be like, you know, under closed doors or something. It's yeah. like illegal. So, Covert. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, again, very grateful for the conversation, gentlemen. Thank yeah. you, Trent. Thank you, Brandon. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, y'all, keep your coffee regular.